Good afternoon, friends. Welcome to the Patrick Lally Show on another grand and glorious day in the best little city in America. You know that. I know that as Sioux Falls, South Dakota. We're going to spend the next couple hours on the program. We're going to engage in some energetic and entertaining conversation. Local, state, national news and politics. That's always part of the deal. But uh, we we got some other we got some pop culture stuff going on. But we got a fair we got a fair amount of politics today. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm not going to. But it's a different kind. It's going to bounce around. We're going to go local. We're going to go state. Maybe a little national. It's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. I really I'm I'm looking forward to the show. Uh, partly because Uber producer Dan Peters is here with us in the studio today, and that's that always makes things go a little bit better. I'm just I'm not going to lie to you, people. When Dan's here, things run a little smoother. Well, they run a lot smoother, to be to be quite frank. Uh, thanks for spending some time with us on your radio at Information 1000 KSOO. You know, you can always stream it live if you're sitting in a cube farm somewhere, KSO.com. Maybe you got the KSO mobile app and you're out on a job site, doing the good work, doing the trades, making this city run, building, repairing, working, working hard, working for a living. And you got your KSO mobile app, you're streaming, got your earbuds in, what have you. And remember, you can always follow along on our Twitter account at P. Lally Show if you like to uh, engage in conversation as we go through today's proceedings. A uh, couple things, programming note, there's no council meeting tonight, so we, are, we don't have public input. So if you, I mean, you can still go down to Club David and see if there's a drink special or con- city council bingo, but I, uh, I won't be there. We'll be back in next meeting. You know, I'm not sure when the next meeting is, to be quite honest. It might not be till uh, first Tuesday in October, maybe. Yeah. That would be the second. Yeah. Yeah. So it's October 2nd, we'll be back, pretty sure. So there's not a council meeting every week. I think they do the first three every month. I think that's how that works. And then if there's five Tuesdays, they go an entire three weeks without a meeting. And somehow the city keeps on running. So we won't be there. Um, but we've got plenty to talk about today. One thing though, Dan, and I noticed this when I came into the studio today and I just got to, I'm sorry, just a second. I got to reach over here. What is this? Why is there? Oh, that's the bell for the morning for the main street cafe. Oh, somebody left their bell out. That's, that's, see, that's, that's Chad's, that's the door that, that's the bell that rings when the door opens to the main street cafe. We, what we could use it. We could just call it the happy hour lounge. Oh, got somebody coming into the happy hour lounge here on the Patrick Lally Show. We could do that. That'd be fun. I haven't seen this laying around before. Does he, Chad, hide this somewhere? Yes, he keeps very close watch over the bell. It's not like, it should be inscribed at this point. He, I mean, Chad's been on the air so long, this should be like, you know, kind of a, a it should have a more of a patina to it. it. The handle is pretty well worn. I'll say I, that. I would say, though, I... I wouldn't mess around with the bell because it has that distinctive ring. And what? if you did some etching or some plating on that, it would change the texture and the tone of the bell. And we don't want to injure the bell at all. So if I broke it, that would be bad. You would you would have one Chad McKenzie coming down on you like a hard rain. Like This is not a good sound. No, it's not. See no, now, because see, you got to hold it by the the wood handle, and then let the the uh, clapper hit the side of the bell. Yeah, because if you click, if you hold that with your hand, it doesn't have the resonation. It puts me in the mind of a quaint gift shop in a tourist town with maybe a cat or two. There are a few of those around. Yeah, which is why the Main Street Cafe has the bell on the door ah, to see. have that particular feel. Of course, it, it reminds me. Once when uh, when I was growing up, they actually had an electronic bell at the coast to coast store in Wagner, mm-hmm. and it would go ding mm-hmm. ding, and it would be the electronic sound. Mm-hmm. Of course, when the when the door would open initially, it would be a quick ding dong, but then when the door would close, it would be a different texture ding. It would be a little bit slower between the two <laughs> dings. Really? Yeah, that's interesting. That's it. Well, that's yeah. I better not. I better not. This is this is authentic bell here. Yeah, it is. All right, I'm going to put that down before I get in trouble. We'll see if it's here tomorrow. <laughs> Chad's probably listening going, no! 
I will actually I'll I'll put it on his desk. Okay, five to eight in the morning. Chad yep. McKenzie and Beth, Beth Warden. Warden. Yes, yeah, on the Main Street Cafe in the Bell. Uh, we got to get something. Maybe I'll get a horn, something like that. One of those air horns. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, we've got a great show for you today. Uh, our guests include Don Hager. He is with Americans for Prosperity of South Dakota. He's against Amendment W. He's going to be here to talk about it. Pat Powers, who's here most weeks from DakotaWarCollege.com, talking about politics from the right side of the aisle. The Boon Man is our weird friend of the day, and I'm going to have a P&L statement just after the next break, and you're going to want to stick it around for this because I'm – can I say that? I, you're going to go nuclear. I might. I'm – can I say pissed off? I can say I'm pissed off, right? You just did, yes. I think that's okay. That's appropriate radio it is, language. Uh, that over the years, it has been more acceptable. Yeah, I'm upset. And, well, and I listen to Turn Show every once in a while. He says all kinds of stuff I won't say. So I think I'm in fair, fair territory there. I'm upset about the school board meeting last night. And uh, there's a story out on ArgusLeader.com. And there's some stuff on Scott Arisman's blog. And I'm going to go into it. And I'm just, I'm, I, frankly, I'm livid. So you're going to want to stick around for that. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Everybody wants to be closer to free. 3.17 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And it's time for the P&L statement when we try and get a little closer to free. And is anything more important to freedom than elections? No, no, and no. And that's why I'm so upset, okay? Because last night at the school board meeting, okay, our friend of the show, Scott Erisman, author of the SouthDakota.com blog, and uh, as the Argus leader called him today, Gadfly. I, you know, I've always kind of liked that word, but I don't know that Scott's a gadfly. He's just a guy who pays attention, all right? He's just a citizen with a blog. And so he shows up at the school board meeting last night to ask some questions about the recent bond election. Uh, and you'll remember the bond election, uh, $190 million bond probably cost us about $300 million to build the new schools, which everybody agrees we need. Passed with 85% of the vote, 85% at uh, Soviet levels of approval okay and i said on this show that that's odd right it's odd 85 percent said yes and as i said then and i'll say it now i don't think that they miscounted the votes i don't think anything like, i think they stacked the deck to make it work in the way they conducted the election that's it that's what I believe. That's how you get 85%. Anybody that gets 85% in an election, you have to believe that something wasn't quite right. Not nefarious, but not quite right. So Scott gets up there last night and starts asking questions, right? And immediately gets beat down by the school board. Beat down. So here's a story from, that was released, I believe, today. Yes, it was this morning. Just came out this morning. Updated at 1218 by uh, Shelly Conlon. I don't know Shelly. She covers the school board, school districts, education for the Argus Leader. Uh, fairly new. Her lead, despite a plea from a local gadfly, <laughs> the Sioux Falls School District will be denying a request to audit and recount the votes from last week's school bond election. Scott Erisman, local blogger and self-proclaimed government watchdog, went before the board Monday night alleging, like other local activists have before him, that the district's $190 million bond was not done through a fair and transparent process. But the school board was quick to push back on the criticism, deny any allegations of election wrongdoing, and even told Erisman at one point not to verbally attack employees during the public comments section of the board meeting. This is board vice president Cynthia Mickelson, wife of uh, former Speaker of the House Mark Mickelson, told Erisman, when you come back with some proof, maybe then you can address that to us. Until then, the school district employees who did this and the other employees who were hired to handle this did this with the utmost integrity, and it was open to the public. So, Erisman has been asking questions because, uh, you know, it was hand-counted, it was done by itself, it was done with the super districts, you know, all of that stuff. And... He says, what I saw on election night was hand counting, numbers written down on a piece of paper, and then the piece of paper given over to some other people to type into a computer. Are those 
pieces of paper available for audit or view by the public? No answer. Mickelson, uh, she's talking about uh, uh, the, hand, the, the machine versus hand counting. And uh, she says, you know, it hasn't always worked so well in the past, which is true. There have been issues. She says, though, you have shown no evidence of any nefarious actions by anyone and to sit up here and accuse them of this is just uncalled for. <laughs> what is that? What is that? This is, a, this is a public body. This is a public election. We'll ask any questions we want. Erisman went on to allege the bond's 85% approval rating seemed incredibly mysterious when no election in South Dakota has supposedly been won by such a margin and other nearby school bond elections took multiple attempts to pass. Quote, all we've ever asked is that we can audit this election as a public. Can we look at all the paperwork, all the numbers, how the numbers were transferred from the counters? I'd like to even see a recount through a machine where no one can manipulate the machine. So the school district had every legal right to do this the way they did. That nobody is saying that they didn't have the right to do it. Okay? There's not going to be a recount. You don't need a recount when it was 85% margin. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Is it 70 point margin? 70 point margin. Erisman also hinted that Bev Chase, the district's head elections official and executive assistant to business manager Todd Vick, might have violated election laws after she went on a local news station either prior to the election or on election night and gave a soundbite stating the ballots would be destroyed after the election. That's when board president Kent Alberti scolded Erisman for his behavior. As Erisman said, ballots are required to be kept for 60 days. And Mickelson stood up for Chase, stating Chase's comment was taken out of context and that Chase knows the election laws. Chase has run the school district standalone elections in the past. Alberti says, we're not going to attack a district employee. I've told you that before, Scott, and I'm telling you that one more time. I mean, this is ridiculous, okay? Erisman also said the district allegedly wasn't transparent because the public supposedly did not know what kind of voter registration software was used throughout the election day and tried to bring attention to the number of undervotes covered, discovered through the count. Okay, all right. So Erisman has on his blog today, and I think it's SouthCola.com. You can go look at that. He says, all I was asked, all I asked was to audit the school board election. He says here, never once did I say I thought they cheated. I only questioned the precedent and would like to see the evidence. I ended up by saying that they may have reached 85% precedent. I don't know. I don't have the evidence. It is locked up with the ballots, according to the school district official who handled the election. In fact, the meeting, Bruce and I, Bruce Danielson, and I asked if we could examine the ballot. She said no. She also claimed she told the TV news that she was shredding the 2017 ballots. The news may have editors, so I will take her word. But in the next breath, she said she is keeping the school bomb ballots for six years. So if you're keeping those ballots for six years, why are you destroying the 2017 ballots? Makes no sense at all, says Scott. And it doesn't. Besides not answering my questions or giving me the information I need to put this to rest, board member Mickelson said that I was accusing them of manipulation. It was my duty to provide evidence or proof. Um, maybe I'm missing something here, but you hold the evidence and Bev Chase refused to give it to us. It is a sad day in a democracy when the citizens who vote and pay taxes are not allowed to examine the process of the election. And they won't answer questions. As Scott says here, petitions get challenged all the time. Okay? And this, okay, what this is saying, let's get down to this. What they're saying is you don't have the right to question our process. You don't have the right to ask for the evidence. Because you're Scott Erisman with a blog? What, you don't like Scott? Is that why you're not giving it to him? Do you not like me, Kent? Because I want to see him too. Do you not like uh, Shelly Conlon from the Argus Leader? Does she get to look at him? Just not Scott? It doesn't work that way, Kent. Opening everything up. This is how you people get yourself in trouble. By doing stupid stuff like this. This is how you act like you are some sort of House of Lords, as Scott put it, where you get to decide what is best for the public, and you're wrong. You are wrong, Mr. Alberti, and you are anti-democratic. Get out of that school board now. You're spending $300 million of our money, and you don't think that you got to show us the proof? 85%. 
And you don't think that you have to show proof. It is arrogant in the extreme to believe that you have the power to suggest such a thing. I am appalled. You should sit there and take it. You should answer the questions. Make the employees available. Nobody's attacking employees. But I'm attacking you, Mr. Alberti. I'm attacking you for trying to tamp down information and access to public information. You stacked the deck in this election. I know it. You know it. It should have passed. It would have passed. You need these schools. We need these schools. And now you have tainted it. Now you have made yourself look like you screwed the election. What do you have to hide? I don't care if you don't like Scott Erisman. Some days I don't like Scott. A whole bunch of people don't like Scott Erisman. He doesn't care. I don't care. This is what this is a problem at every level of government in the state of South Dakota. It is endemic to our system and it is wrong. This is the this place sometimes is a barely functioning democracy. We have the single worst laws for public information and access to public records and the people that are running this state continue to act like it's their domain. It is not Give Scott Erisman those documents. Prove that you did it right. The burden is not on us. It is on you, sir. That's the bottom line on today's PL statement. Agree or disagree with me? Email me, Patrick at KSO.com. Please, I dare you. Get on our Twitter feed at P Lally Show. Throw me whatever you got. Coming up after the break, we're going to talk to the Boone Man on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Thirty-six on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO, and I just need a little soothing tones of the jam to get me back into uh, the right mind for weird friends after getting my blood pressure up a little bit there. And we bring in Boone Man on a lovely Tuesday afternoon. Boone Man, you're a good jam fan. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's great every time uh, I, I talk to you, I hear music that I haven't heard in a long time. Well, I try. You know what I mean? I try to mix it up a little bit for you. Because, you know, you don't hear that on most radio stations. No. Around town. Although, you know, I, what I heard on a radio station, a local radio station here not too long ago, played by a local air talent, mm-hmm. um, London Calling. Oh, yeah. No, on the radio. It's in it's in our library here at Results Radio. Yeah. 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 There's... Is it, we have a we have an expansive music library at Results Radio. Oh no, I know the system at all, baby. I, but you don't often hear the clash. No, that's and that's nice. And, and you know what it was? It was it was it was on a section. It was called a deep cut. I wouldn't call that a deep cut. No, I'd call it D cut. That's the D cut. I mean, it's the title <laughs> song. You know? So I mean, it was obscure. You don't hear it a lot on Sioux Falls radio stations, but it sure wasn't a deep cut. But no, anyway. no. Uh, well, that's good. I I'm glad. No. You know, because on this show we play. Uh, I have in regular rotation, Clash, Jam, uh, uh, I've got uh, uh, Lloyd Cole, uh, oh, yeah. Trample by Turtles, uh, Wilco. Jason Isbell. Jason Isbell. I mean, so this is not, you know, th- you're right, this is not typical radio fare. Yeah. When okay. I heard London calling on the radio, I looked at my radio like a golden retriever would. <laughs> <laughs> huh? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yes, uh, that's now, what, pretty cool. What's your, what's your what's your blood pressure up about? I missed that. I 
I heard Dan talking a little bit about it uh, on the news. Yeah. What the, what's the beef? What's the what's the story? Uh, the school board. School yeah, board yeah. last night. They, uh, you know, a friend of the show, Scott Arisman, uh, whom I know you're a big fan of, <laughs> he got up there and was asking him about asking some questions about their recent election, in which they got eighty five percent of the vote. Yeah, you know, because yeah. that happens. And yeah. uh, and and they were they were uh, what I would say less than gracious in their answers. Okay, a little bit condescending, perhaps a lot arrogant, and uh, I'm very upset by it. Okay, and and now is anything going to come of it? No, is somebody going to bust some chops? I hope so. Chops should be busted, but no, they're not going to. But you know, they they won't like just audit it. Let somebody have a have a uh, let's recount it. Let's see the ballots. I mean, they. I'm not saying they didn't get what they got, right? Yep. But they got those. I know you don't live in the district, right? Although I did, I do. I live in the district. Oh, you're. Actually, in, that you're, was an election that I could and did vote in. Okay, so you were in the you were in the district, but not in the city, right? I am in the school district, but not in the city. So I don't vote in the mayor election, but I did vote in this one. And I was a little disappointed when I went to the polls. You know, there was just the one question. Mm-hmm. I think they could have had more than just the two responses because i i did vote no mm-hmm. uh, but i would have voted hell no had it been on there <laughs> so you're one of eight people that apparently voted yeah. against the bond yeah but uh, although every person that i saw there looked like they were voting no and it yeah. was a pretty busy and that's another beef that i have mm-hmm. is uh the super precinct thing mm-hmm. come on I, that, that, that was just a jacked way to do it mm-hmm. and, and and if you look at where they were at and I, I just vote you should always vote where you always vote yep that should be the rule. Yep. That's pretty simple. I That's think so. Simple. Why not? I mean, yeah. wh- just to save money? You want to save money on an election? Yeah. You're spending $300 million. Yeah. And you want to save a, what, 10, 20, 30,000? I don't know how much it is, but it's. Booger. Nothing. It, yeah. It's, I, I, I know there were people that went to vote. I, I'm gonna say, I know there were many people that went to vote that couldn't, that couldn't figure out why there was no voting there. Mm hmm. And it's nice that you can vote anywhere, right? You, it's super yeah. pre- that, that's, there's convenient, but it's not worth it. No, because if you, and I didn't know, not everybody, you know, pays attention to the news and sees what's mm-hmm. going out there. Know that you're not, you know, uh, and I think there was uh, certainly intent in that and not good intent. Yes. So I don't think they miscounted the votes. That's not what I think. Nope. I just think they stacked the deck to make it work in their favor, which yeah. they were allowed to by law. They didn't do anything illegal. Okay. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. No, especially when you end up with 85% of the vote. That should be a red flag, not a victory parade. Yeah. Yep. Uh, no, it shouldn't be so this is, why I'm, this is why I'm upset today. Boy, my, I am, my height is chapped now. Yeah, see? Not really, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I, uh, I'm, uh, uh, I guess I'm not surprised you voted no. You voted no just because it was a lot of money? Well, I just, I mean, a couple things. I think that, you know, it's... You know, aren't, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't we going to be paying? You know, four percent interest is is a very good interest rate historically, mm-hmm. and that is the expected rate that will be paid. Mm-hmm. But aren't we going to be paying that rate on money mm-hmm. for a year before we even move dirt? Um, you know, bonding the whole amount doesn't make a whole lot of sense because the investors, when they when they when the investors put up the hundred ninety million dollars or whatever it is, mm-hmm. whatever the bond amount is, they're going to start earning that interest. Today, mm-hmm. that day, they don't earn it when we start spending the money. That's why I think they could have probably structured it differently uh, with capital outlay and, and, and things like that. Because then, then we're not paying, but but they would never get it. They would never get that through. I don't think mm-hmm. they have to go for it. You know, sell the big story and boom, get the money now. But in the end, that costs us much more than it would if they just built it. You know, kind of over time when they yeah. had the, if they had the money do that because they don't even know where they're going to build these schools yet. Not really. Not really. They're figuring that out. And yeah, so now they've got a big chunk of change. And I have, I know why they did it. I know why they swung for the fences. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, you gotta. And so Brookings did the same thing six months ago. Yeah, exactly. And failed miserably. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A crush, it might have been 85% no. They should have had. Uh, that's right. I forgot about that. They yeah. should have. Uh, they should have had a uh, in Brookings. They could have had a super precinct, just one, and then yeah. only let the people in who uh, you know, mm-hmm. and then boom, easy election. There it is. Bang. 
Oh. Hey, um, I've used up all your time here on the election, so are you going to hang around for me a little bit? Well, you know, I'd be honored if you'd let me. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll, we'll do that. We'll come, we'll come right back with the Boon Man on Weird Friends. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Three forty-seven on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and I play some more jam for my friend, the Boon Man. Boon Man, uh, so what's going on? What, what I, I don't even remember what we were going to talk about. You know, here's the thing, you know, in the past we've talked about uncomfortable commercials that are on television. Yeah, that's and, true. You know, we have we're harkening back to the old days of when the only thing you had to be concerned about was the occasional feminine hygiene ad on television. <laughs> and, you know, now it's everything. We had the, you know, we've got Cialis and Viagra and uh, you have all these uh, different drugs, like the Peyronie's disease, mm-hmm. Wiener deal, and uh, it's, it's just never ending. But one that I just happened to notice uh, again yesterday, a new ad in the series that has been going on for over five years now. It is the, it's the, the cartoon bears in the woods. Oh, they God. use oh. sharpened toilet paper. I, I don't. <laughs> Here's okay. Now, the the bear has always been part of their image, right? No, 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 right? no, no. Remember, it used to be Mr. Whipple. Mr. Whipple. Cover, don't scream the. Don't squeeze the Charmin. About <laughs> it being okay. Yeah, that, I mean, that was, all right. It was, it was all right. Soft and it's pillowy soft, and then. About five years ago, they came up with this thing about bears. Because a bear uh, blank in the woods, right? Obviously, that's what they do. But, you yeah. know, don't, first of all, they don't use toilet paper. Where, <laughs> where would they get it? They're stealing it from campers? I don't know. <laughs> and then, you know, one of their ads actually was, you know, the mama bear doing laundry, washing the, the, uh, the youngster's uh, uh, underpants and being angry about skid marks. <laughs> <laughs> He's not wearing underwear. Oh my God! And not uh, oh, it's just terrible. And they, they now they have a new, uh, they have a new one on that. And then you know, there's another, there's another toilet paper company that they, their ads are talking about. Uh, their toilet paper is so good that you can go commando. <laughs> well, what does one have to do with the other? I do. Well, you know, because if you, you know, if you're not, uh, if you don't have quality toilet paper. And you go commando, you're gonna have an incident with your trousers. <laughs> yeah, but if you, oh, okay, yeah, no, that's no. fine. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm, I have this vision though of yeah. somebody like, like just leaving leaving a little extra insurance when you pull up. You know what I'm saying? Just for later, like a. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, you know what I'm saying? It's like just leave this in there. It'll be all right. No, no, no. See, you can go commando and uh, not have to worry about. Uh, taking your clothes to the dry cleaner, whereas you know, in the you know, if you had underwear, you could just jettison that. I mean, that you could just ditch that somewhere if you need. <laughs> you know you, you get some expensive clothing that you want uh, you want to take care of. So, well, it must affect buying patterns, or they wouldn't be doing it for five years, right? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's. I guess it's hard to come up with something new, and those those ad folks got to justify that it's toilet paper. <laughs> You know, I don't know, but, but yeah, I mean, I and I for one appreciate good toilet paper more than most. But you too. Yeah. Uh, do you really say, "Oh, look at that funny bear"? Who yeah. he was? Look at Mama Bear. Uh, you know, supporting the patriarchy uh, by doing the laundry and wiping. Well, her obviously, head. that's her job. Yeah. <laughs> that's what Mama Bear does. Exactly. Mama Bear takes care well, of the tree. She must have been done with the dishes and cooking and, and cleaning and stuff. She was doing the laundry. Ooh. She's gonna call her. She's gonna call her uh, uh, girlfriend Aunt Jemima later, and they're gonna chat it up over coffee. What? Right. Yeah. Yeah. So they're just perpetuating all of that, and uh, yeah, uh, I don't get it. But you know what? It did. Uh, it did remind me uh, uh, of of a joke. Yeah. If you remember this, it's uh, it's, a, it's a classic. Uh, a bear and a rabbit were you know doing what bears and rabbits do in the woods mm-hmm. next to each other, and the bear. Turns to the rabbit and says, um, "Excuse me, do you have a problem with with poop sticking to your fur?" Mm-hmm. And the rabbit says, "No." Uh, so the uh, the bear wiped his butt with a rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> that is a classic. That's what bears use. <laughs> they use rabbits. They don't use toilet paper, and they don't wear underwear.
Oh my God! Like Winnie the Pooh. Look at Winnie the Pooh. He's got a shirt but no pants. Yeah, he does. That's that's legit. I mean, you could put a shirt on a bear, but pants. Yeah, yeah. No. And, and there's a term for that that I can't use on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing the shirt and no pants. Yeah, that's good. Uh, Don't do that. There happens to be a guy that uh, goes to an an unnamed. A fitness area that um, that I don't go to, but sometimes go to. But every time I go there, he's full Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> what? <laughs> every time in the fitness area? Yeah. Well, no, 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 no. In, in the, the locker, locker room. room. Locker all around the locker room, full Winnie the Pooh. Go on. Oh my God, that sounds like the old Y. <laughs> <laughs> you know, naked old men shooting pool. <laughs> That's uh, all we need. Oh, please use the bridge. Please use the bridge. No! <laughs> oh, oh boom, man. Hey, thanks yeah. for uh, thanks for cheering me up. I appreciate it. Sure, no problem. The rest of the day is going to go way better. We'll uh, talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Coming up after the break, we're going to, yeah, well, we'll after the top of the hour, we're going to have the news, and then we're going to talk to Pat Powers from the Dakota War College blog, and then we're going to talk to Don Hager from Americans for Prosperity. We're going to get prosperous here on the air. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Public service announcement with guitar. Know your rights. 3.57 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Here is something to keep in mind when you go to the grocery store. Now through September 30th, it's the Great American Milk Drive. One in four children go hungry. Milk is an essential part of a child's diet. The next time you are checking out your groceries at any Sioux Falls Hy-Vee, tell them you would like to donate either a half gallon or a full gallon of milk to the Great American Milk Drive. Your donations help Feeding South Dakota and provide milk to kids in your neighborhood who can't afford it. Do that, people. Help your neighbor, help yourself. It's the way it works. Hey, I just want to mention, I see on the various uh, social medias that uh, my old friend, John Bott, passed away. And uh, if anybody was famous, and so there we don't have that many famous people in Sioux Falls, okay? And really, for uh, other than, you know, like politicians, John, Jono, all right? It's Jono. Uh, was just famous for being Jono. And, uh, you know, uh, not all of that was, you know, for <laughs> all the best reasons. But uh, Jono was Jono, and there was no getting around it. And he had Jono's uh, bar for many years. I saw a lot of great music there, actually. Uh, got a note from my old friend Dave down in Florida. His band used to play there quite a bit, uh, Naked Ted. And uh, it was great to see them there. You saw uh, Jenner Bob there. In the dining room, <laughs> that tiny little place. Jono Fest, of course, if you guys remember how Jono was always blessed with the best weather for Jono Fest out there in the parking lot. Uh, Who will ever forget uh, Skippy Bleckinger's a cappella version, solo a cappella of uh, the Queen song, uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Uh, so rest in peace, Jono. Coming up after the news and weather, we've got. Pat Powers from Dakota War College. Stay with us. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSO. Know your rights. Four oh seven on the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. And uh, it's Tuesday, 4 o'clock, so we like to talk to Pat Powers of the Dakota War College blog from up in Brookings. Uh, and it's fortunate that I have you on today, Pat, because uh, I was talking earlier about uh, the bond vote in Brookings came up, and I couldn't remember. Uh, uh, when was it, and, and how bad did it lose? Do you remember? Well, it was uh, it was a few months back. Uh, in fact, I'd, I'd even have to go look. Uh, it was a few months back, but... Uh, it was it was an unusual bond election because the school district uh, proposed uh, literally fifty million in spending, and it was for administration and it was a wish list and uh, and in fact it uh, uh, was held in conjunction with the school board election and uh, the what they were asking for was so wildly 
out of sorts. It uh, it unseated the president, the current president of the school board, and sent him packing. Uh, oh, really? To, uh, yeah, two two challengers uh, got in, and uh, and the president of the school board was out. That's interesting. Well, if you're going to stake your reputation on a bond vote, you may as well just throw yourself on the ballot as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, he yeah, the uh, president of the school board he uh, he was all in favor of this uh, measure, and and he just got shellacked. Oh, uh, really? a- a- as did the measure. I mean, it lost. 75, 80%. I, I don't know that I've ever seen such a drubbing. Well, I've never seen such a victory as ours, and I won't, I won't drag you into uh, my uh, maelstrom here on that issue, uh, but I knew you would know something about that election, so thank you very much. Um, You're welcome. Uh, we have other elections coming up. Um, we're into, I see a bunch of endorsements coming out. I see the, uh, uh, the NRA, I think, endorsed uh, Christy Nome for governor. Yep. Um does uh did th- does anybody did, nobody pays attention to that though right I mean does that matter? Well, you know, I, I think it matters to the Republican faithful. You know the the people who are who are interested in where the candidates stand on the issue. Some of those endorsements are important for them checking the box, and it's not just the Republican side of the aisle. The Democrat side of the aisle does it too when they're they're looking at the endorsements for. Uh, like equality, South Dakota, you know where where their candidates stand on equality issues and and Planned Parenthood as much as the South Dakota Republicans look at the South Dakota Right to Life endorsements. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it's good for the party faithful for checking the boxes, so they know that like Christy Nome is a strong uh, Second Amendment proponent and. And they've endorsed uh, Jason Roundsburg, and I, I have to think they've also endorsed Dusty Johnson. And, uh, you know, conversely, like Equality South Dakota's endorsed, uh, oh, um, you know, they, they've endorsed their candidates. Mm-hmm. So. But, you know, in, the, in reality, though, you know, it's like the, Billy Sutton could have uh, uh, the greatest... I mean, he's a Second Amendment advocate. He's a gun right advocate. He's a rancher, you know, I mean, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But uh, because of the way the system works, the NRA is generally aligned with the Republican Party, Planned Parenthood, generally aligned with the Democratic Party. It doesn't really matter many times what your voting record is or what your philosophy is. They're going to, those groups, whichever they are, whichever side of the aisle, they tend to just stay with the parties they are well, but- connected to. You know, I, I don't know if I agree with that, because like with Billy Sutton, you know, he's kind of talked about being pro-life, but like with South Dakota Right to Life, his voting record, you know, he's he's been rated three times, and he's mm-hmm. came in with a, a B and a C and an A versus Christy Nome, who's been aligned with their issues 100% of the time. Mm-hmm. So why why would they look at a, at a uh, Billy? Mm-hmm. Well, but I, it maybe not even in this case, but just generally speaking, that's true, though. And it, there would be it would be very hard, you know. For instance, in the governor's race, you've got Billy. Uh, is Planned Parenthood going to endorse Christy Nome? You know, I mean, they're just not going <laughs> to. Well, yeah. And why would they endorse? I, and why would they endorse uh, uh, Billy Sutton? I I don't understand why Planned Parenthood, and I don't know what they have. Okay. Um, but if they were to endorse, they would endorse Billy Sutton. But, you know, really, he's not, he's not an advocate for pro-choice. I mean, that's not... So sometimes these things get so twisted up uh, that it's hard to tell. But uh, it's, it's an interesting season. They're all coming out now. Well, yeah, they're, they're all putting their two cents in. What, what do you make of things right now? Uh, there's some, there's some, a little bit of pushback against Christie. I mean, pushback by Democrats. Uh, about uh, an ad she's got out uh, talking about the tax increase, which was the half cent for teachers. Uh, mm-hmm. What do you what do you make of that? Is that a good play for her? Well, you know, Billy hasn't been out there much, and it's a it's a good time for Christie to define him and where he stands on the issues. You know, I believe Billy was a proponent of the uh, the higher tax amount for mm-hmm. teachers. And you know they eventually settled on the on the half cent, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and and the ad talks about how the Democrat Party has been out supporting an income tax, which you know if you if you dissect the ad and look at the references, she 
it's, it's pretty accurate. He personally has said he, in this round, has said he doesn't think an income tax is correct. So they say Democrats, right? I mean, yes, that's, they, so they, that's fair. They talk about, well, because the Democrat Party mm-hmm. at their convention mm-hmm. this year came out and, and they were in support of an income tax. Mm-hmm. And the other th- interesting thing about an ad right now, as you point out, is she's defining him. And so, the, so she's, made that, she's made that play. That's a chess move. Right. So he either has to respond to that. He has to respond to that right now. And he has to respond with advertising and spend money. And all of a sudden now they're talking about you're talking about Billy Sutton's uh, whether he supports a tax increase or not, rather than anything else. (laughs) Correct. Correct. They're, uh, you know, Billy's out there trying to define himself. But, you know, here's Christie with this counter message. You know, and Christie is is well-known, that people have been voting for her for a number of elections now. So, you know, she's defined and has good name ID, and and now they're out there fighting to define what, what does Billy Sutton stand for. And that, that's bare knuckle politics. You, 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 have to, you have to get in and you got to go big, right? I mean, you can't, this is no time for the meek. No, no, we're, we're six weeks out from the election. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're already voting. And so... Getting out there, you know, it's it's a different atmosphere than it used to be. In elections, a lot of times they were won in the in the two weeks before because that's that's when you want tried to punch through with your message, and mm-hmm. uh, that that world has changed in yeah. the last few elections with the advent of early voting. I want to talk about early voting here in just a minute, but I want you to hold on, and uh, so we'll have a little more time. Is that cool? That's great. All right, we'll be right back with Pat Powers from DakotaWarCollege.com. And uh, this is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four twenty on the Patrick Lally Show, Information One Thousand KSOO, and we are chatting here today with Pat Powers from the Dakota War College blog from his base up in beautiful Brookings, South Dakota. Hey, uh, Pat, we were talking about early voting. Uh, early voting, what we used to call absentee voting, but now you don't need a reason to do it. Really, has kind of changed uh, campaigns in South Dakota, hasn't it? Well, well, significantly, and it's uh, it's the impact is seems to be getting to be more and more every year, uh, or I should say every election. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the, number of, uh, the number of people voting early, just it seems to be going up and up. And, you know, I look back at 2014, uh, you've got, uh, in, and I'm looking at some statistics mm-hmm. in front of me, uh, you know, in uh, 2014 in uh, Watertown, District 5, which is kind of self-contained in the city of Watertown, you had uh, 38% of people who voted early in 2014. Wow. Come ahead to uh, 2016, uh, that number was nearly 50%. You're kidding me. Nope. That's amazing. Uh, so, so in 2016, nearly 50% of people in Watertown went in and voted on a, on a convenience basis. Hmm. And that, that really changes the math because early voting starts 45 days early mm-hmm. from Election Day. And if you aren't paying attention to it as a candidate, then you're in trouble. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because when, when half your voters, you know, you, we used to think, oh, you know, 20% uh, of your votes came in early. But uh, as, as you run the numbers, especially in your urban counties, mm-hmm. uh, you know, some of your rural counties, too, uh, it just depends on how remote they are. But those more urban districts, uh, some of those are running in upwards of 40 percent. And, I mean, you've got to start your campaign earlier, which means you have to raise more money. You have to get advertising earlier. You've got to be hitting your voters. Uh, it, it changes the the nature of campaigns in the state. It also puts more emphasis on on groundwork, right? The the, the old GOTV, which used to all be about you know working up to that big push on election day, now is spread out, and you can really affect the uh, quality of your campaign if you've got good uh, people on the ground, right? That know what they're doing. 
Well, you know, the biggest thing is to turn those people out to vote and, mm-hmm. and encourage them to get out and vote. If you've got half your votes banked as you go into Election Day, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and the other person hasn't, then they're in trouble. Yeah, that's very interesting. Do you and, and has that uh, uh, are, are there people out there these days that are really becoming experts in that early voting process in terms of well, getting it, people to the polls? Well, it's, uh, you know, I, I don't know that anybody has it down as a hard science yet, mm-hmm. but, uh, and, and I'm talking about Republicans and Democrats, but mm-hmm. uh, I, you know, I know, uh, I know Republican candidates are, are paying attention to it and, and they're experimenting in their own ways to get people out, whether it's a, whether it's a, a flyer or phone calls or, you know, however they want to get them out. I know mm-hmm. there's phone banks, you know, there's any number of ways they do it. It's still about identifying uh, voters that uh, you think are uh, in your camp, right? I mean, that's, that's still the core of the process. Is oh, it, well, rigorous. absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. You don't want to turn somebody out to vote who's, uh, who's supporting your opponent. <laughs> that's always, that almost never works. uh and so that that is still at the core of it but now you've got this 45 days to really work that person over rather than one day right well yeah you know it's it's just it's just kind of a it's kind of a different cat than uh you know a lot of a lot of people who've been around for a number of years are, are used to because as i said we used to we used to look at the last two weeks because nobody was paying attention until then and and now uh, now they're paying lots of attention, and it's uh, just trying to get them going your way. When they go, they drive by the courthouse, and they say, "Oh, yeah, I should go get that done." So, because it's going to be busy on election day. Yeah. How many How many votes in a legislative district do you really need to win a seat these days? I mean, I know it varies, but there's generally you've got a pool of voters because that's the way it's div- divided up. Um, I mean, how many to to be one of the two? that make it in, uh, uh, in the house, how, how many you need? Well, you know, that's, that's a good question. Uh, you know, in the state house, you're probably looking at, oh, you know, depending on the district, it mm-hmm. might be, you know, 2000 votes, uh, to 2,500. It's you not know, that many, isn't it? No. I mean, that's, what's amazing no. about it. It's really not that many. So how much of it is still somebody who gets out there, networks with it personally, professionally, and then follows up and just works the ground hard? How much of that still matters? You know, it, it matters a lot. And I, I look at, uh, for example, uh, out in Rapid City, uh, we had a brand-new candidate, uh, uh, Skylar Borglum, who mm-hmm. was running in District 32. And, you know, she was running in a, in a three-way primary. Uh, the incumbent uh, 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 Sean uh, uh, out there uh, who had <laughs> passed away. Oh, yes, uh, yes. Yeah, he had passed away, and then Ed Randazzo, who was head of a uh, kind of a family values organization, mm-hmm. and they were all out there running. And uh, But, you know, Skyler went out there, and, and she hit it as hard as I've ever seen any candidate hit it. And, you know, it was just it was just getting out and pounding the ground and meeting people and knocking on doors. Also, he, she's got billboards all the way across the state with her name on them. Well, you know, she had, uh, she had, <laughs> well, that doesn't, <laughs> that doesn't hurt, but, uh, but yeah, she had, out in Rapid, she had, uh, five billboards running, uh, in her district, uh, uh, telling people that she could help move mountains. And, oh, there you uh, go. Nice. Nice. Hey, take great. what you get, right? Well, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a great name for, uh, for, to run on, on for Rapid City. Yeah. Uh, Pat, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it. And we'll chat again next week as we come down to the final days of the midterms. All right. Sounds good. Coming up after the break, we're going to chat with uh, Don Hager. Hager. It's not one word. It's Don Hager is the man's name. He's from Americans for Prosperity. And we'll chat with him about Amendment W. He's got some issues with it. Let's just get that out there. This is the Patrick Lally Show. Information 1000 KSOO. Four thirty-five on the Patrick Lally Show. Information one thousand KSOO, and uh, I promised you a, a big political day when we started the day, and in fact, we are delivering as we enter the end of the show. Here we've got Don Hager. He is the state director for Americans for Prosperity, and uh, Don gets mixed up in all kinds of uh, nonsense in politics. Don, thanks for being here. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. 
So let's remind people, Don, uh, you, in fact, uh, have been around politics since before you uh, took this job with the Americans for Prosperity. Uh, how did you, where were you involved and, and what did you do? You were in the legislature for a while, but when did you start your? Right. I, I call myself a recovering legislator. You know, it's been a year and two yeah. months and a couple yeah. of days, but. You're just starting but, to uh, see straight again? Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Common sense is returning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and you, uh, what did you do before you were in politics? Um, well, as you know, you know, in South Dakota, we're citizen legislators. So I always had, uh, you always a, career, had a job, yeah. Uh, yeah, a job. And so, you know, my, my background is in, is in finance. Uh, you know, I've at various times, uh, was in real estate and banking and insurance. So mm-hmm. all those areas. And where are you from originally? Where'd you grow up? Uh, well, I was born here in Sioux Falls, grew up in Pierre. Oh, wow. and I'm then, sorry. And then came back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you you have had the affliction for on and off for quite a while now. Yeah. Um, so uh, you are now the state director for Americans for Prosperity, and you should probably tell people what it is that Americans for Prosperity what we're about. does, and what you want, and what you would like yeah. to see. Well, you know that's a that's a great question. We're about um, a free and open society, and and breaking down the barriers that prevent people from achieving their American dreams through a free and open society. We, you know, we believe in a, a society that's based on mutual benefit. Now, you know, my role in that, as I mentioned, is to break down barriers. Well, guess where those barriers usually come from? Pierre. They usually come from the government, yep. whether it be Washington, D.C., or Pier or, or City Hall, or a school board. Mm-hmm. That's where barriers come from. So when you say so barriers, yeah. what, what mm-hmm. characterize that for us? Define well, what a barrier yeah, is. I can give you a couple of examples. Uh, one would be occupational licensing. Often uh, barriers or, or obstacles to, to getting into a job mm-hmm. are, are caused by the government establishing a license and, and education requirements, things like that. Uh, Usually bar- because some group lobbies to get a license that's to keep often, any from uh, other people from yes, doing it. Yes, that's often the case. And in fact, those yeah. things have expanded like crazy over the past 20 years. They have. And we're not bad in South Dakota. We're not good. So we're, you know, when you look at other states, we're about in the middle of the road as far as that sort of thing goes. There's room for improvement always. Like and cosmetology, which I got nothing yeah. against. Or uh, barbering. You and I yeah, kind of, we you don't. Know, I yeah, do my we, own barbering. We, we don't really relate to that. <laughs> um, but, but people yeah. that do nails yeah. or, yeah. Uh, you know, and I don't shampooing. mean to. Shampooing. Shampooing. Yeah. Right. And I don't mean to single these people out. But uh, there, there are people actually who, uh, right. in other states, where uh, uh, people who braid hair. Yeah. Uh, have to right. go to cosmetology school. Yeah, I'll, you know, I'll give you an example. In New Jersey, uh, the legislature, both chambers, passed a, a, a law to allow hair braiding without licensing mm-hmm. uh, unanimously, mm-hmm. and the governor vetoed it. <laughs> really? It was bizarre. That is strange mm-hmm. because he got lobbied by somebody. Uh, apparently. Cosmetology schools. Yeah, apparently. So there's somebody's, somebody's ox is always getting gored. Sure. Um, so that's the kind of thing you do. What, give some other examples of things, issues that you're involved in. And we're going to talk about right. Amendment W here, I should sure, say, in just bet. a moment. But you like, bet. what other issues are you involved with right now? Well, we, and, you know, another barrier that we, we typically will argue against will be the imposition of taxes. So, for example, we'll oppose, uh, uh, you know, I am 25, the, the tobacco, tobacco tax, tax increase, even though I'm not a smoker. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but uh, I, you know, I think that's picking on a group of people that – that kind of is is kind of unfair. An, another example uh, of an issue that we've been very involved in is is fighting or arguing against uh, the imposition of tariffs by the federal government on other countries because we feel that hurts consumers in the long run because really tariffs are taxes as well. Uh, and of course, that's an issue that's uh, uh, very near and dear to my heart. We talk about it all the time on the show. Uh, I don't think it's good economic policy. Uh, you don't think it's good economic policy. You also see it as uh, a, a barrier to liberty or it a is. barrier well, to that's prosperity. That's exactly right. Yeah. You know what? Because uh, that affects small businesses. Uh, if they need to buy uh, you know, raw materials from a, another country, uh, uh, it increases their cost. And, and so what happens is if they can, which they usually can, they have to pass on that cost to mm-hmm. the consumer. So, again, we end up paying the price. And so the national organization then is uh, uh, lobbying. Uh, speaking out against the the mm-hmm. 
administration's policies on China and the rest of it. Right. Okay. We, you know, we've been supportive of the president in, in a number of things. Uh, tax reform, for example, we were regulation, very regulatory that, issues, reducing yeah. regulatory, um, you know, burdens, mm-hmm. you know, those, those sorts of things. But on this issue, we, we don't agree with the administration. But it's a big one. It is a big one. Yeah, it's very interesting. And we are, are going to talk about another big one, which is Amendment W, which is on your ballot in the uh, election, which is only like six weeks away. And yeah, actually, crazy. early voting has already started. We it's were talking about that started. earlier. Yeah, it started last Friday. Crazy. Uh, we're going to do that right after a short break. We're here with Don Hager. He is the state director for the Americans for Prosperity in South Dakota. We'll be right back. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. The clouds will blow away. 445 on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And we're talking with Don Hager. He is the state director for the Americans for Prosperity in our fine state. And uh, we have a big issue on our ballot, Amendment W, which is uh, uh, a the new and improved IM-22 <laughs> that was passed by voters uh, two years ago and was uh, gutted by the legislature. Um, Amendment W has a lot of stuff in it that has to do with ethics and and good government um why don't you like it well there are a number of reasons patrick and and one of the reasons is 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 it's um it creates a, a what i consider an unaccountable unelected uh board or tribunal um you know this is the ethics board the ethics piece of yeah. it and you know when i was in the legislature you know a couple of years ago um we worked closely with the other party and representative Karin Soli was the prime sponsor of a bipartisan effort to create an accountability board that i think is well designed uh, this was at, after i am 22 after i am 22 had passed and then was repealed um, we decided to do something the way we call the South Dakota way, and and we you know came together all of us from all sides and came up with something that wouldn't be abused politically, uh, because that's the problem a lot of times with ethics commissions in other states is they become used as a, as mm-hmm. a political tool during campaigns. You know, people will file a frivolous complaint and then issue a press release, right? But this had some protections in there. The, the 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 law we passed has protections in there and but has some teeth in it as well and um, um, so I think I think that's a good solution this one isn't um, this creates a, a tribunal as I call it that uh, has the power to investigate to subpoena to pass rules mm-hmm. to to levy uh, penalties so it really creates a fourth branch of government and um, I, I think it's a very dangerous uh, uh, area to go to go into. So the reason we have Amendment W, and there are, as we say, multiple pieces to it, mm-hmm. and right. uh, we've talked about it on this show, but at the core of it is this idea that there's something wrong with government, and it is, in fact, a response to the controversies we'll, we've had. And I don't like to call it corruption because I don't. Mm-hmm. I think that word is being misused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but w- the issues that we've had with uh, uh, Gear Up and the issues that we've had with EB-5 before it, um, that there seems to be a lack of oversight sometimes of state government. Uh, and I believe that's partially because of geography and isolation, but we won't go into that. The But what do you think then the solution, was there a problem? Is there a problem? And what is the solution if not action like Amendment W? That's a fair question. And, you know, I'm not uh, – I'm certainly going to – I'm going to tell you that, that I, th- I think it's important that we have transparency and that we're, we're cautious and we have internal controls that deal with those sorts of situations. Um, and, in fact, we, we pass legislation um, a number of times to, to get at some of to prevent that sort of thing the thing that happened with uh you know with gear up um to that was straight up criminality but but often those sorts of situations are criminal acts and and you can pass all the laws you want but that doesn't mean that someone isn't going to act in violation of the law it's already illegal Uh, to steal right exactly um but you know having said that the one of the biggest concerns i have is is 
we're not talking just about a piece of law here. We're talking about amending our Constitution and amending it in a very significant way. I mean, we're talking about eight pages of, of, of language adding to our 80-page Constitution. And not only that, some of that language is very significant. If you look at the actual body of the language, it talks about uh, in, in multiple places in the in the the ballot measure, it talks about notwithstanding any other portion of the of the Constitution. So so this ballot measure becomes even more important than say the Bill of Rights in our Constitution. Well, I don't think we will probably want that. That that's an interpretation, and it's pretty that's clear. fine. But this is but I am twenty two. Okay, let's not forget that it passed. Did. There was a there's a voter reaction there. There's a citizen reaction to things that have happened. Do you think that the legislature has been responsive to that sentiment in the state of South Dakota? Oh, I absolutely do, because I was there. You know, I was one of the individuals that voted to repeal IM-22. Yeah. And I think we passed something like eight or nine different pieces of legislation well, in, in all, to, 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 to uh, really keep the spirit of I am 22 you know we we know what they were trying to do it it also was poorly written but we, you know we we passed some campaign limits uh, we we created the accountability board we put some lobbying restrictions we did a number of things but all that were South Dakota sensible and now this thing which has been drafted by some Massachusetts lawyer is that, just that, that's very not, very I understand written. that it's but very that, poorly written it, it doesn't there are South Dakota people involved in it, and a it, it it <laughs> it deflects. To, one of the things that I have a problem with with that particular argument, say, oh, it's out of state people. Okay, well, people bringing in out of state stuff has passed before, uh, but it deflects from the core issue, which is this idea of government accountability, and as you said, transparency—a word that gets kicked around all the time—and right. in fact, South Dakota. Is problem is we have the worst public records laws in the country, bar none, by a margin. Why don't we address that? And then we would have more transparency in government. Instead of just saying the word, which we all love to say the right. word, right? Actually, changing our laws to make government open would well, go a long way yeah. to making it accountable. Yeah, and and don't misunderstand. No, I'm not. As as you and I, you know, have talked, um, I often feel like government is the problem. I mean, that's you know, we're all about, as I indicated earlier, mm -hmm. uh, reducing barriers, and, and and those barriers are very commonly created by the government, and but often things like this, and this mm -hmm. is a constitutional amendment. Let's mm -hmm. remember, it's, it's not big. just a law. It's, it's a big deal. It's a it's a big deal. Let's let's remember that that often. Things we pass have unintended consequences, and I'm here the favorite to tell phrase you, of every legislator. I'm here to tell you this one has glaring, glaring mm -hmm. uh, consequences to it. Um, it's it's going to be a very interesting election because uh, it was passed once. Um, right. They took out some of the goofier More, stuff yes. that I did. I really didn't like right. the first time like around. The democracy credits. Well, yes. It was just yeah. it was goofy. Yeah, and. And they've come back with a cleaner version. Right. Um, it's a philosophical discussion, right? It is it a is. big philosophical discussion at the highest level. Um, I could go on, but <laughs> we're going to run out of time. I want you to, and, and I, I, uh, I'm going to have you back before the election because I got some other stuff I want to talk about. But uh, you have a debate coming up, and I want you to plug the debate. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. You know, next week, and we did some, uh, you know, we did some forums in the spring. Uh, we did a gubernatorial forum and we did a congressional forum for the for the primaries that existed in the spring. Now this fall, next week, uh, Wednesday evening, here in Sioux Falls, we'll be sponsoring a congressional forum uh, that'll have the four uh, candidates for for Congress: uh, Dusty Johnson, Tim Bjorkman, uh, Ron Wazorek, and and George Henriksen. Mm -hmm. And and that's open to the public. There's no charge for the tickets. We do want you to sign up, though. How do I do Our that? Our website is afpcongressionalforum.com. And I can watch it on Facebook, right? And, or you can watch it on Facebook if you if you choose to just and get your Facebook sit in your page. recliner. Yeah. 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 
We'll yeah. Watch the Facebooks. <laughs> right. Uh, and your page is probably right. called Americans, Americans for, Prosperity. for Prosperity. South Dakota. Got it. Yeah. Uh, Don Hager, he's the state director of said organization, and we appreciate him coming in and chatting. And we're going to have you back, Don, soon. All right? Thanks for having me. Awesome. Then we'll be right back. We'll tell you what's going to happen tomorrow. This is the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. Four fifty-eight on the Patrick Lally Show, Information 1000 KSOO. And if you were looking for something to do this weekend, oh, here you go. South Dakota Symphony Orchestra presents Arrival from Sweden, the music of ABBA. 7.30 Saturday and 2.30 p.m. Sunday at the Washington Pavilion, direct from Sweden. It's the world's foremost ABBA tribute band that looks, sounds, and dresses like the supergroup. Uh, that's That would be something. That would be something right there. That's Saturday and Sunday. Get your full lab on. For more information on this and other events in the Sioux Empire, see the listing at KSO.com. Coming up on the show tomorrow, Jennifer White of the Post Pilgrim Gallery and Hugh Grogan will be with us to talk about the Northern Plains Indian Market. Scott Hudson is our weird friend of the day, and we're going to have a blast. Maybe I'll scream and yell about something tomorrow. Well, I don't know. We'll see. Tune in for the Patrick Lally Show, 3 to 5 weekdays here on Information 1000 KS. Oh, oh.